3: Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Kaboom!
4: If you thought four hours a day,
3: 1,200
4: minutes a week was enough...
1: everywhere back at it the podcast dojo no days off well that's actually not true there were some days off i'll explain what that's all about you'll hear that here you didn't hear that anywhere else but here we are because four hours a night are not enough it's the fifth hour with ben maller and danny g radio the secret star of Covino and Rich, and he hangs out with us on the weekends here, eight days a week, eight days a week. Oh. Oh, no, <laughs> you should have the nervous farts. Oh. And he's not—he's not really Danny G anymore. He's—he's he's soon to be
4: Daddy G Radio. His new radio moniker, Daddy.
1: How's that yeah. going, Danny? Everything good with that? Everything? everything? Yeah.
4: Now, every time I open up Twitter, I see Daddy G all over the place.
1: Yeah. It's your new thing. People love it, man. That's the way to go. You, it's like when Snoop Dogg changed his name. What was he, Snoop Lion or something like oh, that? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah.
4: That lasted about as long as his Steelers fandom.
1: Yeah. Well, just make sure it doesn't go the way of Kanye when he became Yee and became like a Nazi. You don't you don't want to go down that road. You don't you want to try to avoid that as much as you can. You know what I'm saying?
0: Racist.
4: Yeah, um, I don't think any of us have anything to worry about in regards to having that sort of meltdown. <laughs>
1: Highly unlikely. You'd you'd most likely have to do a lot of things up in those Hollywood Hills. A lot of uh, a lot of pharmaceuticals up in those Hollywood Hills for that to to be the case. So uh, before we get into the the nonsense on the podcast, I, I would like to point out that I was not on my watch post on Thursday. I know we had Thursday into Friday. I know we had Benny versus the Penny on that. Um, but just a programming note, as you know, I hate missing time, and but this was scheduled in advance. There's a uh, a family situation where no, 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 it's an it's a tribute to my father, who passed away a couple years ago. And uh, in the Jewish faith, you're supposed to have an unveiling after a year. Well, actually, because of COVID, we couldn't get everything, all the ducks lined up in a row. And plus, there's some logistical issues with my my relatives, my my brothers who live outside the area in the Midwest and the East Coast. So everything, everyone's in town and i felt like i would be a douchebag if i didn't take some time off and spend time with people who traveled from far away and so that's that's the reason but after this weekend i'll be back to the normal nonsense and all that so i just wanted to get out of, that out of the way and it's you know nothing bad it's a tribute and i get to see some relatives i haven't seen in a long time i got people flying in from three time zones i believe three or four time zones so it's pretty pretty neat to see people i haven't seen in some time with that being said on this podcast
4: Wait, wait, don't bury the lead. What's that? What's that? Relatives who dissed you at Disneyland last time. Are they part of this?
1: No, they somehow did not make it out. They did not uh, not make the trip, but there are others that didn't diss me that have decided to make the sojourn to the uh, winter wonderland of Southern California. So we've got What a Dingy, SeaWorld, He-Man, Pop Goes the Culture, and back scratcher. So we got a lot of content for you. And you always have to listen to the end. People were emailing me, Danny, that we we dropped a few bombshells at the end of the Saturday podcast that they had to listen all the way through. And if they hadn't, if they hadn't listened to the very end, they would have
4: missed it. Yeah. So, yeah. We really do save the best for last.
1: Yeah. Sometimes we screw up and save the we bury don't bury the lead, my man. And uh, every once in a while we bury the lead. So we begin this podcast with a trip back in time. The week that was, this being Saturday, as we are dropping the podcast on Saturday, you can listen whenever you want, but this is the life of Maller and the life of Danny G. And I got to tell you, we are really international men of mystery, Danny, being big time radio personalities. We're living the dream. We really are living the dream. Well, actually, it's, it's kind of scary, but that was my dream. The lesson is to dream bigger, right, Danny, when you're a kid? <laughs> <laughs> dream of being a hedge fund titan or something like that? Great cash, homie. But uh, it was a wild week. Everyone I've run across who lives in this uh, Southern California area has all had amazing stories. It started on a a rain-soaked night on Sunday, but it wasn't that bad. There was some drizzle. It wasn't really that bad. There There was another storm that came in on Monday. Now, I did not pay close attention to the television weather. I didn't watch the weather. I did see that there was rain. On my smartphone app. And so, in, you know, I looked at it, I was like, ah, you know, it's probably light rain. It's no big deal. I can handle that. And also, in fairness, my wife, her car broke down again. We had another maller Mobile meltdown on the way to work. So, I did need to get out of the house. I had to pick her up from work after I got done with work. So, that was part of my motivation to leave the Mallor mansion. Nevertheless, as you know, Danny, and you'll teach your son, as you are now Daddy G Radio, you'll teach your son when your son's older there that life is just a series of choices, right? The ones you make now will affect the next choices that you make. And if you make bad choices and then you make more bad choices, you end up in a bad situation. So I made a really dumb decision, a tactical error, a strategic mistake, as Sun Tzu would say, and I learned a valuable lesson that they say that rising tide raises all boats. Well, rising water on the highway raises all cars. I learned that uh, very valuable lesson. It was like, and I'm sure you've got some stories on this. It was like demolition derby, Danny. It was a slip and slide. And I'm coming all the way from the North Woods. I got a long commute, a very long commute, a lot of miles, a lot of time in, in L.A., uh, circumventing the highways and byways of the L.A. freeway system, which fortunately at night when I come in, it's not too bad usually, but you add a little rain on top and watch out. So I'm on the, if you're familiar with Southern California, those of you that most of our listeners are not in L.A., but on the 101 freeway, which goes through downtown Los Angeles and slices through Hollywood on its way to the San Fernando Valley. I was on that part of it, which goes right through the heart of downtown L.A. And it's a very old freeway. That part of it in L.A. is really old and not designed for the modern automobile. And this was one of the most terrible experiences I've ever had in my life. I was convinced a couple times I was going to end up in a fiery crash. And I I didn't know whether I'd live or not. I was like, oh, my God, it was so bad. And here's how bad it was, Danny. So right around, you're familiar with this. So I'm in... I made it through downtown L.A. It was not good, but it got even progressively worse. As I got around Melrose, Sunset, uh, Hollywood Boulevard, like that area.
4: Yeah.
1: I'm driving in the middle lane, 20 miles an hour, maybe. I think it was like 15, 20 miles an hour. Everyone's got their emergency flashers on. I had not seen that level of rain in L.A. I've seen bad rain. I've traveled to Buffalo and... Wisconsin and Chicago and some other places. I've seen some terrible in Boston, but i never, that's not normal in LA. I had not seen that since El Nino, El Nino uh, back in the, in the nineties, a long time ago. This is call it what you want. Bomb cyclone, atmospheric river. It was a lot of fucking rain is what it was. That's all I know. It was a monsoon typhoon, whatever names don't matter. And so that was really a dumb move. I, I wear the shame, the bell, the shame bell on that. that. That was a bad, I've been driving through this deluge and I'm like, what a dinghy. I should have brought my dinghy. I would have been better off than in my car. And and it's like years ago, I would have had no options. But now ever since COVID and, and since some other stuff that I've done, I have a home studio now. I don't have to drive in the bad weather. I feel bad for for the guys like you, know, you Danny, and some of the other guys have no choice. You have to be in the weather. Like I have an option of not driving, and uh, anyway, uh, I will I will let everyone know. I want to let all the affiliates and all the listeners know. From now on, I'm going to look at my weather app, Danny. And if, <laughs> if I see heavy rain, I am bunkering in place. I am not leaving the Maller Mansion. I have officially become a pansy. I I've officially become a wuss. And uh, that's it. I guess I've become old, Danny. I'm now that guy. I'm now turning into my father, who would never leave the house when there was a drop of rain and I'm now becoming that guy. So, <laughs> I,
4: yeah. You, you really need to just stay home and use your home studio. Uh, when there's a monsoon you yeah, on this podcast before I mentioned that one lady in my neighborhood who attacks any mailman, any UPS driver, DHL, uh UPS FedEx. It doesn't matter. The driver's company, she hounds these guys because she's lonely. So as soon as she sees a male carrier, poor guy gets trapped in a conversation with her. And we have overheard her glorious conversations, and they all start like this. Can you believe this weather we're having? (laughs) (laughs) And my wifey always shakes her head like that poor guy. She's like, Jesus, I would just drive away. And, like, leave her standing there (laughs) because she will just never shuts up. It was awesome, Ben, because one of the days where the rain was coming down so heavy, she was out there with a raincoat still trying to talk to one of the mail carriers. Relentless. Relentless is beyond, yeah, the word to describe it. She's like a chihuahua. (laughs) (laughs) She's in a puddle. Up to her, the top of her socks.
1: That's some perseverance. She's not on social media. Like there's ways you can talk to people. You don't have to be that tenacious to talk to the mailman. I mean, she must like that uh, that, uh, face-to-face conversation. She must be a fan of that, huh?
4: Yeah, yeah. So the day after, on Tuesday morning, my school district opened back up. All right. But now, you know, from Ben's story and from hearing about her in the puddle, still attacking the mail carrier's that we did have a flood here in Southern California. So we're back at it for school. Tuesday morning, I get in, I open the campus. The janitor had worked overtime because there was yellow tape all over the campus, blocking off this puddle and that puddle and this walkway and that staircase. And you looked around but and it looked like Spidey had been there shooting yellow, yellow tape webs (laughs) and my first thought was holy shit this is gonna be a day that lives in infamy a thousand kids are about to show up and there are puddles literally up to your thighs this is not gonna be an easy day or it's gonna be a fun day for the kids yeah 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 yeah. this is gonna be one of those days where the adults are screaming their heads off as my mom (laughs) <laughs> I always like to say, don't make me scream my head off. <laughs> so,
1: you remember, I'm sure you remember when you were a kid, Like I, I'm sure you did the same thing I did. Like on, our, we didn't have a lot of rainy days in California. Well, I grew up, uh, we weren't a lot of rainy days in Southern California, but uh, I remember fondly the few times it did get rainy and on recess, just fucking going for it. Oh, just.
4: oh Yeah. <laughs> Looking for the deepest puddle possible. Yeah. And then all oh, of us kids would do the long jump. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Oh, it was Man, so good. Was especially yeah. when your mom had those cheap rubber boots she would put over your shoes. Yeah. I, when you had those rubber boots on, you were untouchable when you had those rubber boots on. You
1: were Iron Man. You had your suit. You had your
4: suit on. You are ready to go. Right, <laughs> My mom would always tell us you guys, the water can still get in through the top of the boots. You're still ruining your shoes and socks. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, cares? So I'm thinking, all right, well, I got middle schoolers. So chances that a sixth grader is going to break these rules and get inside these yellow tape taped off areas. I-, I don't know. What about the seventh graders? The eighth graders probably think they're too cool. Uh-huh. It's the first day back. So everybody is late. I was actually early because I knew some shit was going to go down. Uh, The first couple of kids arrive. Now, I will change the name of the kids here to protect the innocent and the guilty. David and Sam are the first to arrive. Okay. You know, one of them is reading a book. The other one fires up the Nintendo system that's in the classroom. Everything is chill. But now I get a call to open up the front gate for another kid that arrives cuz they don't open up the front gate for everybody until 7:30 a.m. So I make the walk through all these puddles, man. It's you know, it's one of those things where in California we can always dip and dodge. Like there's a puddle there to the right, to the left, you can always walk around the puddles. Rain came down so crazy here. Everything was a huge puddle.
1: So you felt like you are in Minnesota, the land of 10,000 lakes. <laughs> so yeah. There, were like,
4: there, there and... was no way to keep your shoes and socks dry. So yeah. at this point, this is my third walk to the front gate. My shoes and socks are soaked. And I just gave up at that point. I'm like, well, it's a lost cause. I'm going to have to change that stuff when I get home later. Get to the front gate, let the third kid in, and we make the walk back to my classroom. Now, usually I could leave David and Sam in there on their own, and it wouldn't be a problem on a normal day. But as me and the third student walk up, what do we see? <laughs> These two are out in front of the classroom, and they are both knee-deep <laughs> in one of the puddles that has the yellow tape around it. Oh, yeah. Look yes, at this. and they are jumping up and down like little hooligans – Ben it looked like a scene from Dances with Wolves. <laughs> that's outstanding. Uh, what you, so what's your move here? You start yelling at them like what's the No, uh... I mean I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah. Um you know because obviously that's a fun thing for kids to see puddles that deep. I thought to myself they're probably never going to see this again or maybe in one or what, two times if they stay here in Southern California, I mean, yeah. I probably have only seen that one other time here and I've lived in this area for a long time. So I didn't want to take that joy away. You guys, first of all, you need to stay in the classroom. Second, Sam, how in the world are you going to go to your first class when you are that? So, cause I mean, he's, his jeans, they look like cutoffs now because yeah. they were two colors, blue jean and black from the, the knees down.
1: <laughs> to, so did he have to do the call of shame to his mom and say, I oh, need some new Yeah, ding
4: ding ding. Uh, so I told him, I'm like, I'm not going to make the call. You're going to make the call. Uh, so I let him use the phone at my desk. He had to call his parents to bring him a change of clothes. And he's a seventh grader, by the way. Oh, wow. All yeah. Right. So this seventh grader went for it. He had to, uh, have his dad bring him a change of clothes. His dad must have loved that coming back to the school. And uh, and luckily, David had on some rubber boots that his mom gave him and his pants weren't as wet as Sam's. So he avoided the the call of shame. But uh, yeah, man, to watch those kids jumping up and down in that huge puddle, something I'm never going to forget. So it was like SeaWorld, basically, right? It was like... uh, It was. It was like two whales in the water. Wow. That's outstanding.
0: Down by the schoolyard.
3: savings products insured by NCUA investment products are not insured not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value
2: with every CBD product claiming to do something different it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm to front door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit LazarusNaturals.com today Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.
1: I, I wanted to go back. After my adventure on Noah's Ark, Danny, we talked about, you had a similar experience with hydroplaning, right? You were driving in and oh, you were telling yeah. me about that off the, off the air. But the torrential rain, so I know we're complaining about the weather like total, you know, you, you know losers. But when I did get to the studio... I had a couple of hiccups, and I have a feeling that my hiccups affected you, Danny, All right, and and Cavino and Rich, and I'm going to come clean here. Uh, this is like a confessional is what this is. Uh-oh. All right. So I had a pretty interesting night. I don't think of myself as the strongest guy in the world. Now, as always, when I show up on a Sunday night into a Monday morning, I am greeted, and you know this because you used to work that shift, greeted by the rich aroma of rotting flesh. Rotting trash. It is the smell that I associate with those studios. The smell of rotting uh, random food from the weekend. And I don't know what these people are eating on the weekends. I don't know. You're there during the weekends sometimes. But it's it's some combination of chicken, beef, fish, and spices, and uh, vegetables rotting by the time I get in. and It's just fascinating. Uh, they but- use all the wrong trash cans. A hundred percent. So I, I I'm so used to that smell I feel like I work for the sanitation department I mean I hear, I I get that smell every week so needless to say pu you know that you know, what stinks and, and all that so I cruise in and I start the weekday lineup after Chris Plank and, and Arnie Span a couple of my guys uh, do a wonderful job on Sunday night and after they get done. A stinking genius turns off the mic. I flip the lights. I try to flip the lights on to set the mood prior to the top of the hour when I start the show. 11 o'clock in the West, 2 a.m. in the East. So I notice the light next to my chair where I normally sit on the far end of the studio is not on. And I'm flipping the switch like back and forth and it's not turning on. So I'm I'm looking around the room and I'm I'm processing everything. And I'm like, okay, I'm tall enough. Uh, This is one of my advantages. Use your strengths. So I'm like, I'll just stand up straight and I'll reach up and I'll twist the light because it's probably just a little loose. And I'll twist the light and that'll fix it. So I get over to where I need to go. I stand up. I stretch my arm out. I grab the light. These are very hot lights, but it wasn't working. So I was like, who cares? So I grab the light, and I twist it a little bit. And then I go back to turn it on, and it doesn't work. So I'm like, oh, all right, maybe I need to twist it the other way. So I go back, and I attempt to twist it the other way. At this point, Danny, I grab, I twist it, and boom, the thing falls off in my hands from the ceiling. I've now <laughs> I've now ripped the damn light off the ceiling. and um, And so... <laughs> You know, I'm like, well, this is wonderful, right? And so this is like a minute before the show starts. I'm like, oh, boy. I tried to get it back on. It would not go back on. So now we get to the show, and I do the show, and it's fine. The show works, whatever. And then we get to the end of the show, and I'm cleaning up my notes and my papers and my my headphones and my mic condom and all this crap, the random shit that I bring as we curse on the podcast, I'm closing out my computer. I'm closing out all the windows. I'm getting things ready for Jonas Knox, LeVar Arrington, and Brady Quinn. Brady was actually in town. He usually does the show from Florida, but he was in town. So as I am, I'm pushing the microphone back where it needs to be for Jonas. And it's a little crooked, so I I, I had to twist the microphone. (laughs) I think you know what happened. I Yeah, I didn't know you did it, though. <laughs> so I had to twist the microphone, right? So I twist the microphone. And somehow I, I turned into either He-Man or Quasimodo or the Abominable Snowman. I was the Yeti. I was Goliath. I was all of these things. Suddenly, I find myself holding the $1,000 microphone in my hand as it is falling off the mic arm. So then I'm thinking initially, Danny, I'm thinking, well, that's fine. I'll just put it back on the money. But then the plastic, it's cheap, you know, shitty plastic from God only knows where the plastic had snapped. So I, I have no idea. I did not use that much force. I i, I know I like to brag about how you know, I'm the, the size of a Mack truck and all that. But I literally just used a little force. The thing comes falling off, so, so I, I guess I like He-Man. I had super uh, human strength and, and endurance and all that, and I, I didn't have to hoist uh, the the the, the Grayskull castle or anything like that. But uh, this was some kind of interdimensional portal, Danny, because I don't know what the hell happened in, in the span of four hours. I to- I took down a light and the microphone. And so but but you know Danny this is like 2 minutes before Jonas is about to start and there's no chance to switch out the mic arm so poor Jonas I felt like such an asshole he had to spend his
4: entire show holding the mic because yeah. there was no other way to do it so let me interject for a second because now we're on the air for Covino and Rich and Rich <laughs> is having a microphone issue I'm sure I'm sure he is having a microphone and and Ramos, you know, God (laughs) bless him. He didn't know it was you, but he tells me, yes, some idiot broke Mike, too. (laughs) 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 So, (laughs) so, So Rich sounded what we call in the industry crunchy. Anything he said was distorted. Now now hold on. The, okay. I did not touch the mic was fine. It was the mic arm. I don't did they tape it back together or something? Something also went bad with the microphone. Okay. Because Kiris right. was called in. And you know that's <laughs> bad news when the uh yeah, I don't even know his title, but one of the <laughs> one of the guys there when it comes to uh remotes and like it's like the head engineer or something yeah 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 yeah. he coordinates the engineering there at our network whenever you call him early in the morning he wants you to call him immediately if something goes wrong but the moment you call him he breathes really heavy into the phone he's like did you do it was it like (laughs) that when you got there that's what he says a really fun guy to call in, in situations like this Ramos is explaining to me the mic arm problem. And now there's an actual microphone problem because Karis switched it out and he had to do this and do that. But now Rich's voice was distorted. Ramos says, well, I'll talk to him tomorrow. They finally got to it, Ben for two shows in a row. Rich Davis's voice sounded crunchy (laughs) and distorted. And Karis was in there on our show trying to fix the arm thing again and switch out the microphone. And he was shaking his head and sighing and breathing really heavy. And all of this happened because of you. And I had no idea. <laughs> well, in, 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 in my defense,
1: that, that was not an intentional act. That was, a, that was called an accident. Uh And, but yeah, it was, that feeling, that moment, Danny, when I, I went to adjust the mic, I'm doing a good mitzvah for, for Jonas. I'm cl- I'm cleaning up the studio. I'm fixing the mic. And I twist the mic and the, the thing comes off in my hand. I'm like, I'm holding it. I'm like, you got to be joking, man. There's no way. There's I'm not Hercules
4: here. What is going on? We're yeah. going to have to commission one more nickname for you. Something <laughs> like the Studio Destroyer. I guess. I
1: guess. But... Uh, man, I, may, maybe I have a six pack abs or something like that now. And I'm, I'm like a beefcake wrong. Uh, all right, we'll move on from that. But that was the uh, interesting, uh, studios. Maybe they'll just ask me to stay home. Cause I break too much shit. Yeah. Kyrus will be like, Hey, you know, don't come in here anymore. Just keep yeah. it your home studio. We, we, you're, you're costing us
4: too much money. When they yeah. open our brand new studio in a few weeks, they'll probably not allow you in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably better that way. It's probably better that way. Uh, so pop goes the culture. That means Ohio Al. Strike up the band for our guy, Ohio Al. Pop, 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 pop goes Georgia. Pop,
4: pop, pop goes go-jow. Pop, pop, pop goes go-jow. Pop goes go-jow. Pop goes
1: all right, wonderful. So we'll do a few of these. We don't we don't have too much time left. We'll do a few of these things. These are pop culture stories that caught my attention during the week. Brian Cranston, you've heard of him, right? Kind of a big deal in Hollywood. At, of at course. Things. Breaking bad. Breaking bad. So he did the Conan O'Brien podcast. I guess he's got a podcast. I think he does a little better than us. Uh, but Brian Cranston was on the Conan O'Brien podcast and randomly out of nowhere told the story about how he lost his virginity to an Austrian prostitute at a whorehouse in Austria. That was interesting.
4: <laughs> sure, his family was proud to hear that story. Yeah, yeah, no, he was... Uh,
1: He told like in great detail about how he didn't have enough money, chicken out, and then I guess the woman felt pity on him and just took a deal and uh, took his took his money. You had this weird Rod Stewart story that popped back up. I don't know if you saw that one this week. Where I guess it's an old story, but I didn't hear about it and it popped back up on the radar. Where he back in the day in the eighties and he would do the cocaine, but according this actually Elon Musk kind of activated this because he sent out a tweet about it. Rod Stewart, he he had a cocaine habit, but he was worried about his voice, and he knew that he did a lot of cocaine. It would mess up his nose and his voice, and so instead of using it the old-fashioned way through the nose, well, I guess he did use it the old-fashioned way. Uh, What's the other way, Danny, that one can consume uh, cocaine? Some people smoke it. No, 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 no.
4: Uh, how about the, uh, through the back door,
1: Danny? How about, uh,
4: Oh, you know? yeah. I, I don't even know. I don't even know how else you can use cocaine.
1: Well, I didn't either until I read this story, but yeah, Rod Stewart, he loved the cocaine in the eighties as a rock star, but he did it. He, he, he would put it in. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. He would put it in little capsules and then, uh, right up the, uh, Keister, right up the uh, poop chute, right there. in the, uh,
4: yeah. As little kids, we knew from Crocodile Dundee that you could put it into hot water and stir it up to help the guy's cold. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
1: <laughs> but uh, man, Rod Stewart, man, back in the 80s. How yeah. wild was that, man?
4: Knowing won the fire. drugs.
1: Uh, what else did Dude, I did he t-
4: need the cocaine that badly?
1: If you're going to go to that level.
4: I mean I'm I'm just saying I'm just uh, you know that's uh that, yeah, that's yeah. no longer your number one drug choice that's your number two drug choice
1: yeah <laughs> hello uh here's what either you know that that famous mean of the it's it, the the little kid a little black kid who's he's holding a Popeye's cup oh yeah 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 the kid in the orange shirt yeah yeah did you see this kid? He's a college football player, he's an offensive lineman, and he sent out he sent out a uh, a comment on on Instagram and Twitter, and about how he's all grown up now and he's in college and all that. And he got an NIL deal from Popeyes because of it. That's perfect, right? They cut him a check. They should. It's Crazy. Yeah, the kid looks as he's in probably his early, maybe late teens, early twenties. He looks just like you would imagine. Like he's grown up. He's a he's a you know he's a cute fat kid. Now he's uh you know he looks like a, he's an offensive lineman, He's a big guy.
4: This ruins it though. I I like it when TV kids stay as TV kids forever. I don't like that. Where are they now? I don't want to see what they look like now. Like you know, remember that liar liar thing we saw from <laughs> that online
1: magazine. Oh, the tabloids in London or t- yeah 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 that was. Uh...
4: yeah that kid that was liar liar he he looks like a Canadian football player now
1: yeah it's odd how that worked (laughs) I wish I could pull off those suits pretty pretty wild yeah so the meme guy grew up and cashed in cha-ching cha-ching
0: cha-ching
3: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
2: With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency, where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch, so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Uh,
1: I saw Tom Hanks did an interview this week. He was complaining, he was upset with people who accuse his family of nepotism. <laughs> and, uh, but he, his argument was it's the family business. Right. That that's what, you know, like if you have a you, you've got your kid in the oven there, Danny, and when your kid gets out, if your kid wants to be in radio or podcasting, that would be the family business and you could like lead him on the way. And I I don't know about that with Hanks, though, because the way I the way I understand Hollywood is like once you're associated with Tom Hanks,
4: doors are open for you that would not be open for Joe Blow. You still got to do the work, though, and you still need to be talented on screen. Like his son is very talented. Now, if if he sucked, then you could say, "Well, it's because he's Tom Hanks' son."
1: Yeah, but that's like the difference. Like in sports, if you're Michael Jordan's kid, Michael Jordan's kid didn't make the NBA. Well, Magic Johnson's kids, you know, it's like yeah. Now there aren't Scottie Pippen's kid is a fringe NBA player, but it's not like in Hollywood. I feel like it's easier with acting. And it's possibly because I'm basically agree.
4: saying anybody could be a good actor.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Right. Like it's, I don't think it's that difficult. Like, I don't. I mean, because the way acting's done these days. Now, there are some roles that are over the top and all that. But, yeah, I don't I think that, it's, that or playing in the NBA and scoring 30 points a game, I think uh, it's easier to be an actor. But what do I know? I don't know. I just oh. do it
4: weekend pop. of the Oscar nominee. Yeah. Uh,
1: last one on the pop goes the culture. Did you see the excitement, the pandemonium in the state of Tennessee? The governor announced that blank would be opening up. It's a restaurant. Did you see this? Which restaurant would Uh-oh, be
4: opening? Oh, I sure did. I saw a couple of my friends who live in that state posting this on Facebook.
1: Yeah. They are bringing the first In-N-Out Burger, a staple of California, La La Land. And it is heading to the eastern time zone. That is the first, we are told, In-N-Out Burger on the eastern part of the United States. And can you imagine, Danny? Like, we live in L.A. Every In-N-Out Burger I go around, there's a line at any time of the day. Yep. Imagine that the ex Californians that left the people's Republic of California that live in the South or within somewhat reasonable driving distance. Can you think about how long the line is going to be at that in and out burger?
4: And quite a few ex Californians moved to the state of Tennessee. Like even personally, we know friends and I have some extended family who all moved to Nashville during COVID.
1: Oh yeah. We, I I know so many people that live in now in the South, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, Texas is another big one. Yeah. Yeah, Like we have lots of friends. Like if I go on a road trip to the South, I like know a bunch of people now, like people I used to work with in radio, friends of mine from different jobs I've had over the years. So.
4: And uh, it's like when a lioness has a taste for human blood, (laughs) all she'll eat Ben. So, you know, those people, they crave in and out. They were freaking out on Facebook and social media. So you talk about lines. It's not just a regular line of cars. It's a line around the block, and it goes into the main street. Can you imagine what that line is going to be like? Uh, it's going to be the size of a whale. Uh, it's going to a blue whale.
1: It's going to be astronomically massive. uh, is what it's going to be. And it, it's not the same. Like, I know in the, the the comparison, the comp would be like in California, we have five guys. But I've never been to a five guys that has a line out the door. I've not seen it. Yeah, It's too would...
4: expensive, that's
1: why. Yeah, it is pricey. And they took the peanuts away once COVID started. I don't know if they're back, it's... but... It took the peanuts away. I'd go in there and eat peanuts for 10 minutes and I'd fill myself up and eat a
4: small burger. Well, everybody knows that you get COVID from peanuts. Uh, Clearly,
1: you're going to die from the uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then the other one's Culver's, which I love. Culver's is not where I am. Uh, It's a Midwestern like in and out Wisconsin place. They have the cheese curds, but I get my fix when I go to Arizona. So in fact I I text my my cousin I said I said this week I said I'll uh, probably come visit you around the Super Bowl and I'll uh, <laughs> I'll see you and I'll go get some uh, some cheese curds is what I will I will be getting there. Uh all right we have back scratcher real quick we'll get down on back scratcher did we have Danny? No reviews. One review,
4: two reviews or none of the above? I'm going to say one review this week. Danny G, you are incorrect. We had three,
1: three reviews this week. We're blowing up. Hell yeah. All right. First one from, and these are actual reviews by actual consumers of the podcast. You know how you read Amazon, there's bullshit on there that's not real. These are real human beings. These are people that have jobs, that have families, that have pets, that uh, get out of bed, put one sock on at a time, the whole thing. They pee and poop also. I believe they shit and they piss also. James in Arkansas writes in, and he gives us five stars, Danny. Five stars. He says, it seems to me it is poor management if your bosses depend on podcast reviews to decide if you have a good show. It's a five-star podcast. (laughs) Suits. What a bunch of overpromoted morons.
4: <laughs> oh, no. Wait, you can't say that in the reviews. They read those.
0: You're fired.
1: How about James taking a cheap shot at our bosses? That's outstanding. Oh, Good oh, job man. by you, James. We did not tell you to do that, right? Danny, we had nothing to do with James. Nothing. Absolutely nothing to do with that. Uh speaking of bosses, I should have probably used this earlier in the show. I got the uh, the weird phone call, that awkward phone call, Danny from our boss's cousin, who's a big fan of Fox Sports Radio in Minnesota, who oh. called into the show. she's list, She listens from time to time, and she called into the show. And so, as always, if the cousin of the boss calls in, what happens, Danny? They get as much airtime as they
4: want. We, yep. blow,
1: out, we blow out the clock, and they can talk and talk and talk.
4: And, and I they- saw some Twitter traffic about this, and I wondered what everybody was tweeting about. Now I know.
1: Yeah, I blew past the break about seven minutes and We just let her talk about random stuff. And uh, and I'll keep my job for another year. Uh, JD writes, and he says, great show, Ben and Danny. You brighten up the weekend. How great is that? We brighten up this guy's weekend. It's nuts and meat. That's what it is. Wonderful. All right, last one. We'll get out on this. My man, Jason in Rocky Mountain, Virginia. Headline on this says, the best. Guys, as you know, I am a longtime listener and have taken the militia oath. The fifth hour is simply the best. I look forward to it all week and you kill it every time. Definitely 10 stars. If they had the option, uh five stars uh plus two or what I don't know. I
4: yeah, think. five for me
1: and five for you. There you go. Uh he says they don't have the option for 10. But anyway, I, I get what you're saying there, Jason. Uh, thank you for that, Jason, a hat benefactor. He sent me the one of the Red Sox minor league affiliates there in Virginia, so I have that in my, in my rotation. Uh, anything to promote here, Danny? We've got NFL playoff
4: action. Playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, it is Saturday. That means I'm going to go in, have some fun on the air with Jonas Knox from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. West Coast time. And then right after that, Steve Hartman and Ephraim Salam. Make sure
1: those guys don't leave any rotting food in the trash and don't break the microphones. I know they're all swole over there and they're all buffed and all that and they're built like me, like a tank. So no. try,
4: try try not there's to break- a, There's a sign on the second mic arm that was put in its place that you broke. It says do not touch. Uh, 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 stay
1: Stay away from Calamity Maller, please. Stay away. <laughs> stay away. Stay away. Stay away. And Danny, you of course are not going to tell management. You're not going to rat me out, right? You're, this is our little secret. They, I know they don't listen to this podcast. It's our little secret, right, Danny? I
4: would never tell a soul until no. Ramos gets in on Monday.
1: Yeah, you're not going to get on with Covino and Rich and say, "Wait, you guys aren't going to believe this one." Wait till you hear what I found out. <laughs> uh all right anyway have a great day today thank you for supporting the podcast you guys are the greatest and we will catch you on uh, sunday with the mailbag
4: pasta pasta gotta murder gotta go